You are listening to the World of Games Podcast. All right, guys, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you may be in this big blue marble we call planet Earth. How are you doing, everybody? Happy Friday to you. Beautiful day today. It is August 13th, 2021. It is currently where I'm at, 62 degrees in the East Bay in the San Francisco Bay Area. All right, so what I got going on is I wanted to get in a couple of stories I came across over time. I'm still having trouble uploading the links to my drive so I can download it and take a look at it when I start recording out and about. I don't know what that's all about, but I'm somehow I'm having some sort of trouble with Google Drive. I'm, I'll have to look into that. I don't know what's going on there. But what I do want to do is uh, I did pull up a couple of stories I did salvage. One is, I don't know if you heard about this one. This is kind of, you've heard of the Dixie Fire that's been going on in Northern California with, uh, it, it's like one of the third largest in California, I believe. And it looks like they caught somebody who seems to be a serial arsonist. And not only is he a serial arsonist, uh, that's his part-time job. His regular job, he's a professor of sociology and criminal justice. So I'm going to get into this article and uh, we'll, we'll delve into that one. There's also locally here in Oakland, there's some grifters there. Looks like the typical activists taking over public parks and... Uh, it just says uh, that the city wants to close two prominent Oakland homeless camps. <laughs> prominent, that's a funny word. Uh, but some of the residents say, uh, hold on, not so fast. So I'll, I'll delve into that and a couple other, th other things. So just hang in there and I'll be right back right after this. All right, let's get into this one. This is from my local KRON, Channel 4, local independent. And it goes like this. It says, Bay Area college professor suspected of setting seven fires in California. And it says, a Bay Area college professor has been arrested after being accused of setting several fires near national forest land. 47-year-old Gary Maynard is being held in Sacramento County Jail. Investigators say Maynard is now accused of starting several fires near the massive Dixie fire. A woman tells Carolyn Four they were roommates in San Jose and that he is a brilliant but troubled man. <laughs> she says she does not see how he was capable of being a serial arsonist. Maynard has taught crime and sociology at several California colleges. Hmm, that's interesting. We know that Maynard has been charged in connection with one fire that burned in Lassen County. Authorities say he may have set many over the last several weeks and was a danger to the public. They say he was living out of his car and set at least seven fires near Lassen and Shasta Trinity National Forest. The accusations against Maynard are staggering to his friend and former roommate. 
quoting, he's a kind person, but he deals with mental illness, and I just, I, I didn't think capable of doing something like this, so I'm shocked, Catherine Carpenter says. Catherine Carpenter, or Sharpentier, she's got a weird spelling last name. I'm just going to call her Miss Caf- Carpenter. If, you, if you're curious to know her real last name, you can look it up. Uh, oh, I'll just call her Miss C. <laughs> Catherine, Miss C, uh, says, Maynard has struggled with keeping jobs at several Bay Area schools, including Santa Clara University and Sonoma State. Maynard has a Ph.D. in sociology and three master's degrees. Holy shit. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> they must be just handing those things out like Tic Tacs. Uh, Mrs. C, or Miss Carpenter, whatever, says Maynard was homeless, had difficulty finding work, and had gone to the Lassen area to live. Quoting, I gave him a couple cars to live in, so he's been living in the cars that I gave him, Carpenter said. Court documents show Maynard was arrested after a U.S. Forest Service officer placed a tracking device under his car. Wow. <laughs> That's really cloak and dagger. Uh, Maynard has been linked to several fires that burned between July 6th and, and August 7th. The most recent three were not far from where the Dixie fire is currently burning. I mean, I would have just snapped that guy up real quick. I mean, you could have avoided so much. <laughs> Jesus, what's wrong with people? I, forget the tracking device. I mean, what are you going to do? Wait until he starts a, what, a third, a fourth, or fifth fire? That's crazy. <laughs> The federal judge overseeing the case has acknowledged mental health issues may be involved. Quoting, I hope he gets the help he needs. He's ill. He's very ill, Carpenter said. (laughs) A criminal complaint shows Maynard has been charged with willfully setting the ranch fire in Lassen County. He's right now facing up to five years in prison and a $250,000 fine. No, bro, you've really got to tie it all together. I mean, this guy has got to go. He's, he, whoa. I mean, third largest, I think it went over like, what was the crazy number? Like 250,000 acres or some crazy number. I could be wrong. I, you can correct me on that. No, that's a lot of damage. But, you know, it's just, this is about as crazy. Uh, he's a, first off, he's a sociology professor. <laughs> what is up with that? That's just absolutely crazy. I mean, <laughs> That's, I don't know, that is just bizarre. I I don't know, man. Uh, And this guy is teaching people. He's teaching youth. Impressionable minds. (laughs) This is, this guy is probably the worst example you can have in your collegiate system. Right here, this guy. A fucking arsonist. I mean, listen, I'm not making joke or light of the the mental illness aspect of it, but I mean... If this guy was giving out all kinds of red flags, they should have been on top of this guy a long time ago. I don't know what the whole deal is with the tracking device or something like that. I think if they knew he was up to no good in the first place, they should have just snapped him up before he caused more damage. That, that's my take on it. Just clicking on through with some uh, afternoon headlines. And this one, New York Post, big bold letters. Where'd you go, Joe? Come on, man. Get a life. It says AWOL Biden plans long weekend getaway as Afghanistan burns. (laughs) Jesus. Where the hell is he going? I think every day of his life he's got a vacation going on in between his ears. Come on, man. 
Give me a little break here. Hmm. I didn't hear about this one. UK mass shooter was a Virgil incel, a virgin incel, who warned he was a Terminator. <laughs> okay, look at this guy. This guy's a mess. His hair's all fucking ratty. He's got a beard. He's got a giant shirt, <laughs> giant jersey on. The crazed killer who gunned down five people, including a three-year-old girl, in the UK's deadliest mass shooting in more than a decade said he was an American-born virgin incel and compared himself to the Terminator, according to reports. Jake Davidson, a 22-year-old apparent fan of the New York Giants football team, was identified Friday as the gun-obsessed man behind Thursday's bloodbath in Plymouth that a local MP decried as quote-unquote unspeakably awful. I did not hear about this. He is believed to have first shot dead his mother at their family home before running out and killing a, th a three-year-old girl, her male relative, and two others before turning the gun on himself. According to officials, two others were also injured but are expected to survive. Police said they were examining his hard drive and online activity, which included a YouTube channel in which he regularly whined about being a fat-as-fuck virgin who had never kissed a girl, according to numerous UK reports. Just do it! Saying he was getting ugly uglier and defeated by life. He related to incels, the involuntary celibates, behind a series of devastating mass murders in the U.S. and Canada. I never heard of that. His social media, since taken down, showed he was obsessed with American gun culture and even claimed to have been born in Phoenix, Arizona, according to The Sun and Agents France Press. That has yet to be verified, however, and in his YouTube videos he speaks with a strong English West Country accent. Davison wore a giant shirt in his last YouTube rant late last month in which he compared himself to the killing machine played by Arnold Schwarzenegger in The Terminator. The whole premise of The Terminator movies is that you know everything is rigged against you. There's no hope for humanity. You know we're on the brink of extinction. These machines are unstoppable killing machines that can't be beaten, can't be outsmarted, but yet humanity still tries to fight to the end, he said, according to the Times of London. Damn. Oh, hell no. This boy is really screwed in the head. <laughs> he actually took that shit seriously. Wow. Arnold Schwarzenegger needs to go talk to this guy. He needs to give him a hug. <laughs> Arnold is a pretty liberal guy these days, if you haven't heard. He's... he's <laughs> oh, boy. He quotes, I'm a Terminator. <laughs> using, the, using the name Professor Waffle, Davison's YouTube also showed him bodybuilding and admitting to taking steroids and dreaming of quote-unquote cocaine-fueled sex, the UK paper noted. <laughs> this guy is a lunatic. His slaughter was the worst mass shooting in UK since 2010 when, when taxi driver Derek Bird shot 12, uh, dead 12 people and injured 11 others before committing suicide in Copeland, Cumbria. Devon and Cornwall uh, Police Chief Constable Sean Sawyer said police had found no motive for this, week atro this week's atrocity, but they were not considering terrorism or any far-right associations. Yeah, that guy is a complete lunatic. Jesus. 
Uh, what else I got? Oh, here's another. This says, Miss me yet? Trump slams Biden over Afghanistan, rising inflation and migrants. Hmm. Might have to save that article for later. Trump's always going off. He could just go to the desk of DJT. He's always got something to say. That's where that's where you actually really get the good stuff from Trump if you're really interested. <laughs> what he's what's on his mind. I am the chosen one. Uh, what else? Oh, look at this. Here's an update. Quentin Tarantino's mom defends his right to deny her his riches. Hmm. Quentin Tarantino. Let's see. What's it say here? Once upon once upon a dime in Hollywood, a mother defended her inglorious bastard of a son. <laughs> Quentin Tarantino recently revealed that from dusk till dawn, he's kept a childhood promise to never share a cent of his earnings with his mother because of a single comment she made bashing his writing career. Now she's responded, and it would appear she has a natural-born maternal instinct to defend him and his refusal to share his killer Hollywood profits. Quoting, she was bitching at me, the 58-year-old told Billions co-creator Brian Copelman. On his acclaimed podcast, the moment of an adolescent instance in which his mom chastised him for writing screenplays in elementary school. Then, in the middle of her little tirade, she said, Oh, and by the way, this little writing career with the finger quotes and everything, this little writing career that you're doing, that shit is over. Looks like it goes on to say his mother, Connie Zastapil, Zastapil? who was reportedly just 16 when she had Tarantino, has since defended her son over her own parenting. Quoting, Regarding my son Quentin, I support him, I'm proud of him, and love him and his growing new family, she told USA Today in a Wednesday statement. Quoting further, It gave me great joy to dance at his wedding and receive his news upon the birth of my grandson, Leo. She then critiqued the media instead of her own son's disparagement of her mothering. It's easy for podcast comments to quote-unquote spin and go viral without full context, she said, adding she does quote-unquote not wish to participate in this salacious transactional media frenzy. So, well, as long as she's at peace with it, that's pretty cool. It sounds like she's got a good head on her shoulders, and I think they have a good relationship. So, that's kind of cool. Good for her and good for him. Here's one more at a glance. UFC fighter Jordan Williams catches carjacker in wild video. Uh, it does have video. I don't know if I can pull it up. It's got some sort of, I hate wasting data on <laughs> stupid commercials. Uh, I'll just read a little bit of it. Let me pause this. Sometimes UFC fighters have to use their skills outside the octagon. Jordan Williams left his car running in the gas station parking lot in Denver as he went inside to grab a drink and snacks. When he returned to his car, he saw a carjacker climb into the driver's side of his car and attempt to back it up. That is when his fighting instincts kicked in. <laughs> and uh, it goes like that. He just says, uh, at first, I couldn't really believe it, Williams told ESPN. And then I was like, holy shit, there's someone really in my car. The 30-year-old chased after the car, opened the driver's side door, and threw the perpetrator out of the car. Williams then punched the driver, managed to get a couple of knees in before the man fled. The carjacker was in visible pain when he ran away holding his head. <laughs> that was the wrong guy right there, right? Wow, good for him. 
recording, I opened the door, and it's it, it's funny. The first thing I did was throw the stuff I bought on the passenger seat, Williams said. And then I proceeded to punch the guy. After the first punch, he said, quoting, Okay, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I was able to get some knees on him as he was exiting out. And it does show a picture of him. Just it looks like he's beating the shit out of him. I would play the I would play the video, but I don't think I can. I don't want to waste my data. I don't know how this is going to work with Hotspot. It'll probably just what do you call it? Just buffer too much. So who knows? The gas station is a frequent spot for Williams, as it is between his house and his gym. He obtained the security footage and posted it to his Instagram page, claiming the only regret he had was that he didn't get more training in. <laughs> Quoting, I wish I wish I would have hit him with the trip after the clinch work. Then I tossed him out of the whip and finish off with some ground and pound. Williams wrote on his Instagram, but I'll settle with getting my car back. <laughs> so good for him. Williams currently trains at Factory X MMA in Denver after a stint on Dana White's Contender Series. He was moved up to the big leagues. Williams is 0-2 in UFC with losses to Nasserdine Amavov and Mickey Gall. Overall, Williams is 9-5 in the MMA career. Yeah, so good for him. Good, good that he got some training in. That's really good to see. <laughs> you don't want to waste any of your time, you know what I mean? Here's one from SF Gate. Aubrey Huff, former giant slugger turned internet troll, is permanently suspended from Twitter. Yeah, that's sad. I, I was following him on Twitter. I think he was following me back as well. I'm, I'm not too sure about that. But, um, yeah, he, he's. I think he, they reinstated it currently. I don't know. When was this? Uh, this is August 10th that this story came out. Uh, it's funny. They call him internet troll. <laughs> he, he is kind of trolly. Uh, former San Francisco Giants slugger Aubrey Huff has been permanently suspended from Twitter. A spokesperson for the social media platform tells SFGate. Huff44 amassed more than 214,000 Twitter followers in his post-playing days as a proud far-right ideologue who more recently was in interspersing his usual fare, threatening violence if Bernie Sanders has been elected president quote-unquote jokes about kidnapping and assaulting Iranian women with plugs for his Alpha American clothing line. <laughs> I, I didn't know he had a clothing line. That's interesting. Uh, but it is kind of funny if you look at it, some of his um, his profile pics. <laughs> he sits there, he's shirtless, and I don't know, man. I guess he is kind of proud to be an alpha male. I don't know. <laughs> but a lot of people troll him about that. Uh, what else to say? But his downfall, a Twitter spokesperson relayed to SFGate, wasn't selling $30 t-shirts with block text farted out by a MAGA-themed random word generator. Instead, Huff was suspended. Repeated violations of Twitter's COVID-19 misleading information policy. <laughs> I mean, everything you put out there. If I, if I tell them... If you tell them that masks don't work or, you know, antibodies work... Uh, you'll get suspended on Twitter nowadays.
Since the pandemic began, Huff has downplayed the severity of COVID-19, which has now killed more than 4 million people around the world. Naturally, he was vocal opponent of vaccination and liked to insinuate that vaccines, which have proven to dramatically reduce the likelihood of severe illness from COVID-19, actually make recipients sicker. Banished to his Instagram, which has 278,000 followers, Huff recounted his quote-unquote badge of honor experience with Twitter. The beta cucks and liberal Karens over at Twitter hate when people speak the truth or make money if they're liberal platforms, Huff wrote before adding, I'll never stop, don't you patriots. He later told a reporter he wasn't sure why he was banned from the social media platform, now he knows. Like many far-right voices, Huff can and probably will latch onto or harp on his Twitter martyrdom to further his burgeoning internet profile and sell more t-shirts. There are, of course, very legitimate concerns, many of which I share, about the practice of social media behemoths run by billionaires arbitrarily enforcing suspensions when it suits them. In this particular instance, however, Huff was not contributing to any effort of remotely useful conversation, was clearly spreading harmful false information, and his trolling attempts will not be missed by the vast majority of Twitter users. Here's the thing, man. You already know who the guy is. He's a, he's a baseball player, okay? Nobody's going to take him as any type of doctor or any viro virologist or epidemiologist or anything like that. No, he's just a fucking baseball player. That's all he is. So if anybody's taking anything he says seriously, then they really need to get their heads out of their asses and wake up. He's just a baseball player. Don't subscribe to him. Ignore him. There's, what, four billion other jackasses on Twitter, I'd assume. <laughs> you just go listen to somebody else. You don't have to listen to Aubrey Huff. Just a quick reminder. Make sure you go and subscribe to my Twitter page at the Real WOD on updates when I'll be dropping podcast episodes as well as when I release any videos on YouTube or Rumble. Also on Twitter, I'll be posting news articles as well as videos that I talk about on the podcast. So go ahead and subscribe and make sure you hit that notification bell. Thanks. Okay, I'm going to finish up with this story. This is coming from a local independent rag. It's called the Oakland Side. That's the name of the paper or the media source. And the story goes like this. Uh, the city wants to close two prominent Oakland homeless camps. Not so fast, say some residents. And it starts off, Nino Parker stood on one end of the dilapidated tennis court where he lived for a couple of years, speaking through a megaphone to a group of about 10 advocates who showed up to support his efforts to resist the city's demand that he move his tents and belongings. Blake Merritt sparkled in the sun behind him as he listed out his grievances against the city. Uh, so this guy, he's a James Dean, okay? Just want to let you know, he's, he's all for the fight. He's down for this fight right here, okay? Many of the people gathered around Parker, mobilized like they did Monday morning, showing up at a homeless camps to stand in solidarity with unsheltered residents against the city's attempt to make them leave parks, sidewalks, parking lots, and other public places. On the other end of the Athol Plaza Court, city staffers, including Latonda Simmons, the city's interim 
homelessness administrator and a few police officers and public works staff were huddled together trying to figure out whether to go forward with the planned encampment closure or concede to Parker and the protesters and leave for the day. You know, you got to take a lot of lesson for what happened in Venice Beach and as well as up in Sausalito, which is you basically... You got. You just got to pick up their shit. You give them a warning and you just move them out like in three days. You don't just sit around and hope it will just go away. You, you got to nip it in the bud big time, you know. That's a lesson you learn from those two cities, especially, especially Venice Beach, man. That took almost three months to clear out. And I think still to this day, they still have a lot of these grifters that are coming in from out of town and just taking up public spaces. It's crazy. I mean, these guys are coming in from fucking out of state, you know what I mean? I mean, this is just one guy, but still, if you, you just give them an inch, they'll take a mile. Afal Plaza, located on Lakeshore Avenue, is one of mul multiple prominent Oakland homeless camps currently on the city's schedule for closure. The large camp at Mosswood Park is set to be closed throughout the week, and a small lakeside campsite on Bellevue Ave Avenue was shut down this week, too. In addition, many people who lived on the large East 12th Street camp were relocated recently to make way for temporary shelter under construction there. You know, let me, I, I'm just going to stop it right there. This is just a bunch of bullshit. You got to see these people in the picture. These, this guy does not look like he's hating life. He does not look like he's in for a struggle. He's sitting there. He's smiling. He's got his hands behind his head. He's chilling back. It looks like they got all kinds of coffee and treats. He's got his megaphone. He thinks this is his shit. This is his territory, man. In fact, I know these I know these tennis courts. Yeah, they're pretty run down. He's got that. That, that. that is true. The city could clean it up, but the city's ran by a bunch of fucking sorry-ass Marxists. So they're not going to throw no money at a tennis court. They'd just rather just let it go to shit and let the homeless go in there and crap shoot up and, and smoke meth or crack or whatever the hell their game is. I know these. this used to be a really nice little area right next, right across the street from Lake Merritt. This is just crazy that the city is just allowing this kind of bullshit to happen, man. You know, and like I said, take, take the lesson from Venice. Take the lesson from Sausalito. You just get this guy. You give him an alternative place to go. Give him an opportunity to leave. If he doesn't want to go into shelter, you ask him to leave. Give him, what, 72 hours. And if he doesn't do it, you arrest his ass. You move him somewhere else, wherever he wants to go. One-way ticket. And then you just pack up his shit and put it in storage he can pick up later. Like, I think 30 days is what they did in Venice. And Damn, Daniel. That's what you do. You don't sit there and coddle this shit. I mean, it's just bullshit. You know, it, it's just amazing what they have done to Lake Merritt, man. It has turned into one big, giant homeless encampment with just lakeside views for the bums. It's, it's insane. I mean, I remember t I, I talked about this place before, Lake Merritt. It's like the first man-made nature preserve in America. And, and, and the city is just allowing it to just turn to, to one big fucking toilet. It's just amazing, you know. It just really upsets me because that's my, that's my hometown, you know. And I don't like to see it just go to hell by a bunch of fucking drifters and grifters. <sighs> fucking, uh, sorry, uh, sorry I'm getting triggered, but <laughs> I digress. I'll calm down. Uh, let's see if I can go through the story even anymore. Parker is one of just two remaining full-time residents at Athol, according to people associated with the camp. That's unless you count the dummy Parker has fashioned out of stuffed clothing and a baseball hat and wig. 
who poses as the camp's security guard and looks remarkably real from a distance. Uh, he has the brains and I'm not the dummy, Parker jokes. <laughs> oh my God. It's crazy, man. Just a couple months ago, the court was home to a tight-knit community of around 10 residents and others who spent days there. But most of them took the city up on offers to move into shelters and transitional housing at the Lake Merritt Lodge and elsewhere. The city posted notices last Thursday alerting the remaining people that the camp would be closed Monday. Yeah, I mean, that's what you, you first you give them, you give them a warning. I mean, that's what you do, provide them shelter. That seems like the right way of doing it. Parker tore the notices down. He unmoved by the city's shelter offers and said he planned to resist closure to all costs. Oh boy, everybody's a fucking martyr. Everybody's a SJW. Quoting, this is a statement he told the Oakland side on Sunday while hanging American flags around the court ahead of his protest. Uh, it isn't about me. It's not the fight of Nino and the tennis courts. It's about justice and equality. Uh, yeah, you have every right to, you're equal, you have the equal opportunity to go get a job and save your money up and maybe get a hotel room. There's a hotel room on 12th Avenue if the hookers haven't taken it over. <laughs> the hookers and the pimps, okay? So, Parker noted that the majority of Oakland's homeless population is black like he is. And he said unhoused people are subject to the whims of the city getting shuffled around constantly while the city fails to uphold promises to provide permanent housing. You know, just in defense of the, the mayor's office, I, they've, I've seen a lot of these people going out there and tackling this problem. But you got to remember, man, these are people that are coming in from all over the fucking country and just jumping on these resources. Many of these people aren't even, you know, native to Oakland. You know, that's a problem. That's a problem the whole state has because you got an idiot governor who says, yeah, we got plenty of resources. Come in. Everybody, you know, we got to welcome out here for everybody, you know. When you got a governor who says shit like that, uh, you're going to get these drifters and grifters coming in and sucking up all the resources. Now, I don't know if this guy's a, a native or not, but regardless, you know, if he's not a native of Oakland or the Bay Area, well, then, you know, he's just sucking up our resources, our tax money, you know. He wants permanent housing. He, he wants a free place to stay without working towards it. You know, he doesn't want he doesn't want no rules. He doesn't want to take any of the offers that are given to him. He I mean, he blatantly just said it. He just wants it. You know, he, he just wants uh, an apartment, I guess, right off the top with <laughs> with no strings attached. It's crazy, man. These people, these grifters, man. Oh my God! And it shows here. There's video. Let me see if I click on the video. I don't know. If, oh, there it goes. I don't know if you can hear it. Yeah, I don't know if you can hear that. Um, but it basically, it just shows about maybe a dozen people. They look like just a bunch of washed-out <laughs> nobodies. They're just and and, and they're fighting for a, a, a fucked-up tennis court. You know, people would actually use that tennis court if, if the city would actually use the taxpayers' money to clean it up and restore it. 
there's nothing wrong with the property, but the, the city fails to take care of certain areas rather than others, you know. And if the areas, they, they just kind of want to say, oh, you know, we, we don't want to spend money on that. It's just a waste of money. We'll just give it to the bums. And then the bums go over there, fuck it up. And the next thing you know, you got a, you know, you got <laughs> crime in your neighborhood. And that's what's happening here. And the city doesn't care because it's not in their neighborhood. It's not in their backyard. And Lake Merritt is just turned into one big homeless encampment. <laughs> well, I digress. Uh, it says, right, Oakland operates around 1,700 shelter and transitional housing beds. And while that number is growing, it's still nowhere close to enough of the city's 4,000 plus homeless residents. Uh, again, those people are not Oakland residents. In fact, um, it, it's probably safe to say that probably over 50% of them are from out of state. I don't think that's an over-exaggeration. I think that's the truth. Quoting, every year they'll say the same thing, promising to more adequate, adequately <laughs> address the homelessness, Parker said. He also criticized that he called the vigilanteism of housed people complaining to the city about encampments. When the Athol camp expanded last summer, some people who lived nearby spoke to the media about the noise issues and the occupation of the courts. Yeah, I mean, that's what they're doing. They're just taking over the space, and all these jackasses and advocates go in there, and they let all these grifters go in there, and they start doing their drug dealing out of these tents that pop up. I mean, it's a whole thing going on. There's a lot of hustling in those tents. Those aren't down-and-out families in those tents. Those are people that have been released from prison, from from uh, county jail recently they got no opportunity so they're just going to take over public land and you're going to pay the taxes to maintain the land that they never maintain and that's what's going on there i mean jesus christ being a property owner i'd be so pissed off i'd wonder where the fuck is my tax money going to it's not going to the police it's not going to the potholes it's not going to these tennis courts and it's definitely not going to the homeless if the homeless are keep if the population of the homeless are increasing okay so where is that money going you know it's stories like this that really trigger me man all right i, I think i better stop right there I don't know, man. If you got an opinion about it, let me know. Tell me, tell me how should they fix it, because I would like to know. Let me know. Shoot me a comment about that one. Alright guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Thanks for stopping by. I hope you guys have a wonderful weekend. Please stay safe out there. Don't drink and drive. Don't end up Monday morning at arraignment. I need you guys to be right back here so you can listen to my show again. I'd appreciate it. Uh, it's been one heck of an interesting episode, I gotta say that, uh, putting it together. But it's okay. I mean, again... It's an outdoor thing, and, you know, things are going to happen that's going to kind of uh, become an obstacle I'll have to work around. Hey, I hope it wasn't too much. I hope the wind wasn't... I hope it sounds great. I'll have to play it back. Listen in back. I'm going to let this go. This is what I've been avoiding. Listen carefully. Can you hear this? Hear that? 
That's my local BART train. That's the BART train. It is about, oh, it's, it's maybe just a, a, a half a football field away from me. There's no fencing. There's no structure to block the noise or nothing. It's just right in my face flying by. It's not as loud as it usually is, but uh, it's, it's really funny trying to, you know, cut that sound out, that background noise out while trying to, you know, cut a, a segment for you. So, <laughs> I don't know. It was interesting, and plus I got—I had a bunch of little kids that were screaming like crazy because there's a playground behind me. I'm over at another one of these parks with a it's fairly, it's usually a pretty quiet little park and nobody really knows about in the area, but uh, I don't know. I guess timing is everything, right? So. All right, I'm done. I'm out of here. I'm a ghost. Again, you guys have a wonderful weekend. Make the most of it. Do it without a mask. Defy the mask mandates. Defy them, I say. I've been doing that. Uh, I did it at a Peco, and they didn't really like me for it, but uh, I don't know. Oh, yeah, go check out that video. I talked about it for about four minutes. Maybe I'll put out the audio next week. But go check it out on my YouTube channel. Uh, it's called, what is it called? No, uh, <laughs> no, no sea, no bird, no I don't know what the hell I called it. You just got to go check it out. It's real quick, four minutes. Give me a shout out. Give me a like and a subscribe over there. I'd appreciate it. And uh, that's it. I'm done. Uh, you know, I, I do. I feel compelled to put out another episode maybe over the weekend. I might do it. I might not do it. I got a couple things I want to talk about. But anyhow, that's it. I'm done. You guys have a good one. Peace out.